Welcome everybody to another episode of Total R&B and today's guest is a singer-songwriter from New York City, Marlene Victoria. Hi Marlene, how are you? Hi Lorena, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show, I really appreciate it. So just to give like a backstory, um, in the crazy year that was 2020, I decided to join these master classes with a Valisha Butterfield Jones. So shout out to her. Yes. And I got to meet a group of amazing women in uh, mainly, yeah, in the US that were doing like amazing things. And we got together, called ourselves GGs, and yeah. <laughs> supporting each other ever since. So Marlene is somebody that is a part of that crew. And I got to meet, and she is an amazing singer. Thank you. I have so much talent, and I've been supporting her ever since, her, her musical journey. Thank you. That is how we met. So I, you're like one of the people that I talk about all the time. Oh, wow. You know, you're doing a lot of things. You're like you know, taking leaps of faith, and you're, you're going outside your comfort zone, and you're going after what you want to do, which is, which is singing. So Yes. I commend you for that. And you've done a lot within the past year, especially during like a pandemic. Thank you. You know, it's it's really good to hear someone say that because I think when you are on the journey, you discount what you're doing and you feel like you're not doing enough. And so when you see other hear other people talk about your journey um, or what you have been doing, it makes it all worth it and just helps you to continue to do more. So Thank you for seeing me and, and acknowledging my journey. Like, I truly appreciate it. You don't know. <laughs> Thank no, you. Of course, because we see it. Of, of course, we don't see everything because yeah. social media only allows us a, like a small peek into someone's life. Yeah. Just, you know, having our talks on the side, like with the other GGs about like things that you're going through, but then to see you still, you know, release an EP in 2020, like that takes a lot of one courage to do that any day yeah <clears throat> in the midst of everything that's happening and then always doing things to improve and i will say follow marlene because her looks on instagram <laughs> are everything thank you Lorena. and everything i'm just like where does she shop this dress is this outfit is nice makeup is always done nice hair's thank always you. done Really Thank you. Out here. So yes, definitely proud of you. Congratulations on everything. And we're going to get into it anyways. Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I like to ask people is uh, because this is an R&B podcast, like when did you first fall in love with R&B? Like, do you remember that <laughs> moment? One of your earlier moments listening to music, um, how you felt? Yes. I mean, it's two main artists that made me fall in love with R&B. Um, one was Whitney Houston, happy birthday while we're doing it on her birthday today. I was Whitney Houston. The first time I heard, um, I will always love you. I was probably, I think kindergarten or maybe a little, you know, the year before that. And, um, I was just so wowed by the video, by her voice. And then, you know, I started to hear that my family will always play her earlier records. And I was just like, wow. But I think my earliest, you know, knowing her was I Will Always Love You. And I remember singing that song to my crush in the first grade. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was just like, if I... He was going to be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was my next door neighbor. And um, so, yeah, like she just moved me that I wanted to sing Whitney Houston. And then my second 
um, person that like, I was like, wow, I want to do this with Brandy. And I've been following Brandy since she was on Thea. You know, that's my earliest remembrance of seeing her running down, running down the stairs in the show and singing Respect by Aretha Franklin. And I just thought she was just like a brown girl like me, you know, didn't have like, it was braids like what I used to wear back then. And she just sang. It was just like, I just loved her. And so that was, those two artists are the earliest remembrance of me like saying this is I love R&B and I want to I want to do this too. I want to sing as well. And you know, that was like one of my first things I asked my mom when I was young. I was like, I want a vocal coach. Who asks their mom when they're like young? <laughs> I was young. I was in elementary school and I was like, "Ma, I I want a vocal coach." I was like, that was like, you know, just kept I kept watching them and like, "Why wow, I really want to do this." And I was like in the 5th grade by then and I was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." Like I decided like I want a vocal coach mom. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and if anybody knows like Caribbean parents, they feel like music or anything like that is just like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So me saying that was like, yeah, whatever girl. But like, I knew I wanted to do it. And um, those two artists, and obviously there's so many more I can get into, but those two are the ones that made me fall in love with R&B. No, definitely. And I let's acknowledge these two because I feel like both of them, they're from two different generations, but they both... I feel like really changed the game. Yeah. Game to yeah. Like sure. even later on, as I got older to appreciate the music more, like mm -hmm. I always loved Whitney. Yeah. Everybody always loved Whitney. Right. But mm -hmm. getting older and just having that access like on YouTube to watch her videos. Yeah. And there's like two performances by her that I just love. Like everybody loves the star spangled banner when mm -hmm. she did that at the Super Bowl, which is a phenomenal performance. Mm -hmm. But there's one where she was, um, she did a show in Africa and she sang Amazing Grace. Mm. When I tell you, like <laughs> she sang for her life. Yeah. Performance, it's insane. Like you you hear it and you get chills. Like yeah. she gave her everything. You see Every, like the emotion yeah. using her whole body. Yeah. Notes out. Yeah. It's amazing. And then um, I love the song, I Have Nothing. Yes, and she performed that at the yes. American Music Awards. She did like a whole medley of songs, and she yes. ended with that song. Yeah. And like at the end, it's like if I had money, I would probably be throwing my phone across <laughs> the, the room and everything. It's just it's an amazing yeah. performance. And then you sh they show like at one point they show the audience obviously, mm -hmm. but they show like Bobby and Bobby Christina and mm -hmm. how Bobby was just so into it and like cheering on his wife and everything. Mm -hmm. and the performance is just beautiful. Yeah, that is one of my favorite Whitney Houston songs. I have nothing. Yeah. I think from the moment the first note is just like, what? Like, you know, and um, not many people can sing that song, but like, you know, but she, that whole Bodyguard soundtrack is just like one of my most beloved R&B albums. And even though it was a sound, you know, soundtrack, but I, I just, I just think, and I, her death really hit me hard because she had so much more to give, you know, and just today she would have been 58. Like that is young, you know, she didn't, she wasn't even 50 before she died. And so it was just a real tragedy for us to lose such a voice and such a, a light for R&B, you know, and just, and she, she crossed over into pop too, but you know, it was just like, she was just everything. And um, happy birthday to her again, man. Definitely happy birthday to Whitney Houston, the legend, the great. Yes, the and I voice. think through today, like I feel like more artists 
Because I know before a lot of artists had to like follow a certain lane, like they create a lane for you, you follow that lane and that's it. But I feel like today a lot of people are just saying like, yo, forget that. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I felt like she would have been one of those artists that really would have did music that she would have enjoyed. Like we would have really gotten to know her as a person instead of what the, like her label wanted us to see. And I think she was on that path. Yeah. Yeah. And I think today, like it would have been Whitney, like truly Whitney Houston, like the songs that would have came out would have been like her story mm-hmm. thing about her. So it is, it's super sad that we lost her so early. Yeah. Super, super sad. And then Randy, which is crazy because they're, they were so close. Yes. Randy. Right. It's, it's really crazy to me because I love them before they connected. So yeah. the fact that they end up being connected together is just like, wow these two women, you know, and, um, Brandy, I think a lot of people, I mean, if you're a singer, singer, you understand like just how much she's influenced your singer, your favorite singer, you know, like some of her runs, how she, um, utilizes her deeper tones and just like her musicality, her harmonies is just like, I was listening to B7 and a lot of people didn't gravitate towards it because it's different, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be like another one of those like full moon albums where like years down the line, you're like, wait, she was ahead of her time, you know? And it's like, you listen to the albums, it's like, yo, this is not a regular, it's like a really musical album. And it's just like, I, I absolutely love her. I mean, she's been through a lot too. And I think the reason why I love her is because like, um, she she like we both have that same deep like deep voice and like she knows how to use her voice which is what i'm learning to do and try and learn it and start to appreciate my deeper tones because a lot of times you know you you want people want those money notes right like you go high but there's so much richness and there's so much beauty in like utilizing your deep tones and I, I gravitate to artists like brandy tony um, Anita Baker, you know, that knows how to use those, those, those areas of your voice. And so, um, Brandy is just everything to me. Like literally I, 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 I long for the day that I get to meet her. <laughs> so honestly, I always see those stories of people meeting Brandy and I'm like low key hating. <laughs> she seems like the best, the person. nicest person. Yeah. Like after you meet her, you're like, okay, we're best friends. Now. We're best friends now. Yeah. That, that's it. That's yeah. I I was at a Eric Bellinger concert, I think maybe two or three years ago, and I met Stacy Barth. And Stacy's oh, wow. written for Brandy. And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm one person. So <laughs> 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 like, oh, how's Brandy? You know, how is she? And she's like, Yeah, she's great. I was like, oh, okay. Yo, I even- always feel like that one time. And I tell this story. I, well, I don't even tell the story to a lot of people. I tell it to my close friends. Mm-hmm. I feel so close. To Beyonce, <laughs> because I had I had a chance to go to the Essence Festival, mm-hmm. and no, it w- it was a, it was a little messy mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to get there, but um, I had to transfer in Dallas to get there. I'm coming from Canada in Montreal, so right? A bit of a way there wasn't a direct flight that I could take, and I was holding on to myself because I had to leave like super early, right? Mm-hmm. I'm holding on to myself and I'm tired, so I'm like, let me just try and take a little power nap. Mm-hmm. And so I did, and then I woke up, and I didn't have my glasses on. But you know when you feel somebody staring at you? Yes. So I felt someone staring at me. So then I look up, 
and it was this man and I'm like, he looks mad familiar. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I'm not really connecting because I just got up and I'm like a little disoriented mm -hmm. or whatever. And I look beside him and I see this lady with like these like blonde, brownish, you know, hair. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Mama Tina. Mm. Richard Lawson. Oh my God. <laughs> Put it on my glasses. I pick up my phone and I'm texting my friend. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mama Tina is on the same plane as me. Oh, my God. So crazy. But I'm the type of person. I leave people. I don't really, like, run after Pets. people. Mm -hmm. So I just left her. Like, some people did come up to her to talk to her. And she was really nice. And she spoke to everybody. But I'm like, hey, let me just leave it at that. I'm the same way. I can't, I'm not the one to run up to you. Like, yeah, people. I just feel weird. I like people's personal space like you know so i'm like i don't want to go up to her and just, yeah exactly and then later that no it was the next day um i was doing some stuff like helping um because i was interning at a pr agency out of new york mm -hmm. and, um she got me uh tickets for the shows at night in the vip area mm -hmm. so i would go because like they were giving out like free drinks. So I would always go back to get the free drinks. So I got like a free drink and I'm sitting down or whatever and I'm drinking. And then all of a sudden Latoya Luckett comes in and she sits right next to me. Oh my God. So I'm like, oh my God. I love Latoya Luckett. Love, love, love her. And yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I'm taking out my phone again and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Latoya Luckett is sitting right next to me. And so I'm just like, hey, don't like be awkward. But mm -hmm. earlier in the day, I had met her makeup artist, AJ Crimson, because mm -hmm. I showed his makeup. And I actually spoke to him earlier. So then when you see me, he's like, hey. And I'm like, ooh, thank God. I know somebody. <laughs> that's the one that's why. So crazy, right? But I always say that, like, I'm I'm, I'm almost there. Yeah, so you're almost, seriously, we, we're so connected. Everyone is so connected. It's weird, you know? Yeah. And I think when you're in an industry, you think it's big, but it's pretty small. The, you know, the music industry is big, but I mean, R&B itself is a, you know what I'm saying? you People know, everybody know everybody. So you just really got to be kind to everybody. Be, um, you know, obviously be your best self, but just like, you just never know who you're talking to, who knows who. Mm -hmm. And so I always just, I always move with that, 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 in th that in my mind that I have to just be kind, you know, because you just never know who you're talking to. You never know. Yeah. I have like a Beyonce story too. I feel like I know her too because I was I went to her uh, Mrs. Carter tour in BK when she was on the whole uh, I am was it during that era? Yes, the I am the I am Sasha Fierce era kind of thing. Okay. And um, we had to go, we left and her videographer followed us on the train. He wanted to get fan reactions, right? Oh, wow. And I, my cousin's like, sing, sing. Like, no. During that time, I was super, like, shy. I was not, like, as, you know, Marlene Victoria now. And so he's like, sing, I dare you. I trip a dog, dare you. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I sang Halo on this on the train. I was, I was never sing on the train. On the two train in New York City. And he recorded me. And she ended up putting that clip on her YouTube um, page. And I was like, Beyonce knows who I am. She knows you. She knows who you are. She has to approve everything, you mm -hmm. know? So she's like, yeah, put, I'll like, put that clip in there. I was like, oh my gosh, Beyonce knows me. So that was a pretty cool thing uh, during that time, Beyonce's concert. So both of us were on our way. We're going to meet Beyonce. We're going to meet Brandy. I mean, it's, I, I can't wait. We can't wait for that day. It's it's happening. It's, we're, we're very close. You're closer to Brandy than I <laughs> But we're close. We're, we're close. close. 
Perfect. Definitely getting there. But another note with Brandy, I also heard, which I'm excited about, she's supposed to um, re-record. Record for Moon, yes. So excited about that. Yeah. And she's also supposed to do um, a video for uh, I'd Rather Be, yes. I really, you know, I really don't know if I want her to touch Full Moon. Really? I don't know. I feel like it's perfect. It is. I don't know why. I mean, and when I, I saw the clip and she was talking about how um, she felt like every song was too high for her because mm. they were telling her to sing uh, When You Touch Me. She's like, oh, no. She's like, that song is way too high. I was like, what? You sound so good on the record, you know, but she wants to record it. I'm, I don't know. But knowing Brandy, you know, she can do anything. So we'll see. But I, I feel like that's just like a classic. Like you just leave that alone. I don't know. I don't know. I just maybe because I feel like it just didn't get like the mainstream love. Yeah. It of because of everything that was happening. Like, yes, during that time. Yeah. So I think that's why I was excited about it. But it is true that I do like it how it is. Mm -hmm. I just feel that if she does re-record it, there's like more eyes, more media attention. And yeah, like, for sure. You get more stuff out of it. But yeah. you never know. I mean, it didn't get the. It, First of all, it was, it was a well-selling album. You know, it did go platinum, I think. But I feel like, again, it was one of those albums where it's like people didn't get it at the time. Mm -hmm. She was using a lot of, you know, futuristic sounds in the album and people. And, like, she was, like, kind of one of the first people I I heard of. Like, when you would, uh, the song would go into the next song, right? Like, the song would end and the beat would start and the next song would go, you know? And so... But she did it on the Never Say Never album too. But she was one of those first people that was doing that and just like the South Ronnie Jerkins. And so I think now people sit down and like, oh, I want a full moon kind of track. You know, it's like that's like the standard you go back to now, all those years later. So I think, I mean, she could. We'll see. I, I, I have full faith in her ear because <laughs> her ear is sick mm. and just her, her musicality. So we'll see. Definitely. But then also speaking to with like, you know, uh, being like um, using your lower tone and not always like those money notes and stuff like that. Like you are very big on always working on your craft. As we know, you wanted a vocal coach since yes. young, but you had joined um, the voice box. Yeah, the voice box. Can you talk about that? And oh yeah, sure. I mean, Marlene Victoria is not here without the voice box. Let me just say that right now. Really, like just. Um, being this open, having this interview, knowing how to talk to somebody like this as an artist. Um, so the voice box is headed by my vocal coach, Akela Dixon. Um, she's also an artist herself, which okay. is crazy, right? Like she's an artist herself that uh, coaches other artists. And so she's been in the music industry for years as far as like, you know, recording music and right, working with other artists like behind the scenes as far as ghostwriting and things like that. So she brings with her a lot of knowledge and like basically giving us gems, right? And it's, you're getting um, this amazing um, service or community, right? It's, it's really a community for us to have other singers because the music industry can be lonely. Success, success, sorry, I never say that word, uh, which I need to learn how to say it because I'm going to have it. Yes. Success can be very lonely, you know, and if sometimes, you know, you are in a, a craft or um, industry and you want to bring everybody with you. And sometimes your close friends don't understand. Sometimes your family doesn't understand. So, you know, it's really 
important to find your tribe within that industry. And so it's really that type of like community where we're all going through the same things. We all are feeling, you know, sometimes we don't trust ourselves. We doubt, we have anxiety. We may not feel like we could do this. And just being around other people, seeing other people work hard on their crafts inspires you to work on yours even more, you know, and learning from each other, you know, you, uh, I totally believe in what Issa Rae said, like you, you kind of like network across, yeah. right? Like you don't have to always try to find the next person. Oh, like, I can't wait to Brandy get my song. I can know the next Brandy right next to me. You know, I can be the next Brandy. You just never know. Like working with your peers. And so that's what it's all about. And it's, I've been with them since 2018. Yes, 2018. So that's like three years with this company. And, you know, wow, I've done two artist development boot camps, intensive arts development boot camps, which is, a, it's, Basically, learning uh, local coaching, dance, wild, dance uh, fit, voice fit. You so you're dancing while you're singing, learning how to stage presence, uh, learning how to speak, knowing how to introduce yourself as an artist, writing your bio. You know, um, learning how to perform on stage and how to you know engage with the crowd and really learn how to um, sing a song. So all those things, things. I've done two group artists of boot camps. I've done yes. one solo boot camp <laughs> so, and I've just also have been doing private vocal sessions with her I'm um, just basically working on my voice and wow it's I listened to my I listened to myself back then like three years ago and now and it's just like wow you know I can see the growth and people come up to me like your voice has really grown I mean you know somebody, I'm like damn I, I sound bad then <laughs> you know I don't, I don't no. it's a bad thing but it's just to show you like you right. are working and it's working like, it's working for yeah. sure uh, yeah so I mean the ego would be like damn I was, but I'm like wow exactly I think it is that way like wow you know my work is not in vain people are hearing the difference in my voice and my tone and how you know I'm performing and so also, you know, I, it's, it's been a beautiful journey being with them and, you know, I'm still with the voice box. She's, you know, she still coaches me, um, not only vocally, but as an artist and how to, you know, just put myself out there. And, um, yeah, so it's a really great, um, artist development collective. And I, I suggest anybody in the New York city area to any, anywhere actually, because she does virtual lessons That's good. so you can do virtual lessons this is which is which is what i've been doing because since covid it's just kind of hard for me as far as my job to get back downtown so a lot of my vocal sessions are virtual when i can go in person and do we have group classes but anyone that you know is looking for a artist a coach that's not only about your voice, but she really can. I call her the artist whisperer. <laughs> she can just basically like, you know, she gets to know, we just knows what you need to do, what you need to sing or where you need to be. Like, um, just like, you know, for an example, testify, you know, one of my, on, on the EP foundation, it's my, my most streamed song. And when we went into the studio, she was just like, what do you want to sing about? I was like, you know, I just been through a lot and I just, I want to kind of come from that place. I want that type of song. And the kids, you know, lie. She wrote that song in like maybe 20 minutes. Wow. I was like, what, you're done? Like, you know, she wrote the first one, then we went and back and we finished it. And, you know, um, and so that song, it was just like, well, how did, how, how did you know this is what I wanted to say? You know? And so Testify is such a special song to me. And, um. Yeah, so I, I I absolutely love the voice box. There's so much talent in the voice box. I, I can't even begin to, you know, really check out 
it's like a hub of indie artists that are just doing their thing in the New York City area. So definitely That's check amazing, it out. Because I know I went to, well, virtually, of course, the showcase um, that oh, you yes. with them. So I got to see a few people that were a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing that you all got to do the showcase at the end to really mm-hmm. show everybody what you've been working on. And then also to the people that have known you before, they yeah. see the improvement too yeah. right away. So it really shows you. But I feel like she is such a, like a mentor to you and your and really helps you in your career. So do you know, well, it's sometimes it's hard to think right off the bat, like what is a piece of piece of advice that she gave you that like really stuck with you? Um, wow. So many, um, but one, I'll try to think of three. One was, um, she's always telling me, I, I don't get the luxury of hiding. Mm. I don't get the luxury of taking days off. I'm very notorious when I'm going through something. I will, okay, I'm taking a social media break by two weeks a month. I'm not here. Um, And she's like, you don't get the luxury of doing that. Like you are, people are looking for you. Mm. And when you take those breaks, it's like, why should they support you if you're not consistent in your presence on social media. And that it took me a while to learn that because I, it's like, I had to shift my mind had to shift that. I'm just not, I'm just not a regular person that's on this. I'm an artist. I have to remember that I'm an artist and people are, they, they're looking, people are looking for something in me that I'm providing a service. Whether I, I needed to remind myself that or tell myself that people are looking for to be encouraged, looking to hear my voice. And sometimes you're like, okay, I'm not that serious. But it's like, then you get the DMs like, wow, Marlene, like, you know. And so that was one thing that I don't get the luxury to take a day off. Not yet. I'm still working on my craft. I'm still, you know, and people are still looking for me to say, should I continue to support Marlene? Right. Um, this Another advice she told me was, you know, no more hiding. When she said no more hiding, not, not not necessarily, you know, not being on social media, but no more hiding as far as who I am. I can't hide anymore. Because I think think of she said, think about all the artists that you love. Why do you love them? And I'm like, wow, I love them because they are they are so transparent with who they are as a person, who they are in their music. They're very, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's what you gotta be. You can't hide. Because yeah, people need something to connect to. The music. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta put in the music like you you can't hide you know so no more hiding, and like the the last one was you know um, basically like it <laughs> sometimes I feel like we have therapy sessions a lot in our classes because it's like you're like boo hoo hooing like the first year of the voice box I would cry every class like I would cry literally every wow. class like wow you know <laughs> just like she would just say something it's like wow and it was the the one thing I had to learn it was hard for me to learn at first was that um you can't how should I put this well basically like whatever was put on you growing up in your familial unit mm-hmm. you can't take that into your journey Wow. You really can't take that into your journey. That's not that's not who you are. You you gotta you gotta dig that up mm-hmm. and get to the root of who you are as an artist and the person who you knew you've always were. So um 
those three things I keep with me. Like, yes, we want our family to support us. And thank God I'm blessed that most of my family does. But a lot of times, a lot of people don't have that, you know? So, and so not having that can uh, deter some people because, you know, you want that type of support. And it's just like, unfortunately, you you can't rely on support to do your, to, to, to go for your dreams. The right people will come who's supposed, who's, supposed, who's supposed to support you. And a lot of times, they'll strangers will support you more than people that you've known for the longest. And I've seen that firsthand, right? Like, like you know, I met a lot of my supporters, like, and now they're following me. I'm like, wow, you know? So those three things that I think about, you know, and I, I, I walk with that, that every time I feel like I can't do this, it's like, no, I can. People depend on me. My voice is needed. Um, and so it's, it's always a journey. You know, you have your ebbs and flows, your ups and downs. Um, but I keep those three things in, in the back of my head. And like, you know, I always, the one thing that really makes me keep going is that somebody needs me. Yep. Somebody needs me. And, and when you look at it as, a, as when you look at it as you be like, you're being a servant, you know, not mm-hmm. to get all biblical, but like you, we, we are greatest. We're here to serve. Yes. We are here to serve. Right. No matter what you're doing. So when I look at it from that perspective that I'm a servant and what I'm serving is my voice, um, then it becomes easier for me. I don't do this for the fame. I don't do this for you know the money. I mean, come on, money. I would love it too. Okay. <laughs> okay? Yeah, but when I look at it from that perspective, which I really do, is like I want to touch people and I want to serve in that in that way. So that makes me continue to go and just be consistent. No, but I love that. And I think those are three powerful like things to have in your like in your bucket of, you know, encouraging you and motivating you because you see that all the time, like whether you're an artist, whether you're an entrepreneur or um, maybe you're doing like some type of sport, like the people that that you have as clients or as fans or, you know, just supporters of what you're doing is usually people that you would least expect. Mm-hmm. So that's something I had to learn like early on with like one of the first things that I tried doing on my own. Like I would try and get like, you know, my friends and stuff to like support me. And like they some would, some wouldn't, some would like, you know, in and out with the the support. But I noticed it's the people that I would randomly meet that would be like, oh, you're doing this. And then they would be the ones to like go all out and support me Mm -hmm. consistently. So I think that's something really important for people to kind of understand and know yeah then also too i think people don't realize like how much an artist has to go through that you don't take you can't take a day (laughs) off like beyonce can't be like okay i'm never gonna post again or like you have to be consistent you have to show up these things yeah yeah you gotta show up and that's it took me like I want to say I mean obviously three years because I've I've been through those mo- those bouts of like you know and um, I think it's just this year really that I'm like people really bang with me like they really be waiting <laughs> you know like as a new artist people are still discovering you too yeah you know and so it's 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 a consistency it takes that one person to see a video that I share it takes that one person but if I don't have enough content mm-hmm. you know it's like and that's what this, this business is all about they want to see how 
how much content you have, how much people you can um, support us or follow you, and, and all about numbers. You, I mean, it's it's a it's a catch twenty two, right? Because you can be talented as hell, and no one's really following you, but they won't. So, I mean, it's it's a it's an ebb and flow. But um, this the the main thing is this, there's no days off, you know. And um, I have to remember that, and and you know. Going with that, I think other things also is a major thing within our community is that we have a we have a a, a the voice a voice box therapist an in house therapist, so we see our you know so we're we're the community is um, uh, grouped into houses like Harry Potter kind of thing okay. and so um, I'm in the house of Siren you know mm-hmm. so I'm like one of the co heads and our you know so each house we have therapy every month. That's good. You know, so just to kind of see where we are as far as what's going on with us, to kind of get us to be, you know, closer together as a house, uh, a group. And so it's it's really it's really amazing what she's doing. And it's I think it's ahead of its time, you know, and it's a great model. Um, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else to develop and to grow. Definitely. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like it's it's something that has been lost I find in the the music business yes. is artist development yes. because when I look at like let's say for instance Motown, Barry mm-hmm. like, Gordy basically bought the block and like each house is for something specific, yeah. and the artist had to go through these different houses to learn like yeah. how to talk to the media, um, mm-hmm. how to dance in the routines to make sure yeah. even like for the the women like how they're dressed and also to like something crazy just like how to get into a car properly so yeah. that you know mm-hmm. you're not looking crazy while the paparazzi is taking all these pictures and i feel like that's something i guess maybe because of like them taking away all of the the funding sometimes within mm-hmm. the like, artist's budget that mm-hmm. the artists don't get those things they kind of like okay let's make a hit record and put you out there yes then that's when we see all these crazy stories happening because the world is changing it so quickly that it's hard to keep up and they're kind of just learning as they go. As they go. And you, and you, 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 I mean, you see it. You see a lot of these artists that are not um, surrounded by good people. Mm-hmm. They get caught up in drugs and alcohol addiction, you know, um, just not being developed. And I think you are absolutely right. There is a lost art to artists getting having the time to develop. Um, and it's, oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, it's not only, you know, um, what was I saying? Not only you being developed as like as far as how to to move on stage, but develop mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how are you thinking? How, what is going on inside? I think, um, I think Wally had said at one, one point that you know one thing he wished he got as when he was coming as an artist was a budget for mental health. Yep. There was no budget for him to get a therapist. He had to, you know, that that was not a thought. He's like, you know, that's something he had to ask for or go out and get on his own, and so. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of, we, we grew up with so much trauma, a lot of artists, you know, we feel things so deeply, we've been through so much. And, and I think obviously as much as our music is for people, others, it's for us as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we, we, this is, this is kind of our therapy. And so we need, you know, that time, that hour, 45 minutes to talk to somebody about the stuff that we've been through, the things that we grew up with, that we're trying to unlearn, that's not really true you know so i had to unlearn a lot of things i'm still unlearning things it's it's a never-ending process but i think 
um, the artist development is huge and you can tell, you can tell when someone's being developed properly. I think if you come and I'm not sure, I'm, I'm going to brag. <laughs> I think if you come to any of, you know, any one of the, the seasoned voice box uh, artists and you see how we move on stage and how we carry ourselves, you can tell yeah. that we are being developed and that we, we are, um, we're just like in a different kind of class as far as how we, how we care present ourselves to the world, present ourselves on stage. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's one thing the music industry needs to get back in, the, in their budget. It's develop your artists. It's not about that one pit, you know what I'm saying? I miss the days when I would like, you know, you meet a new artist, you drop a record, oh my gosh, amazing. And then you would have to like, they'll give you like, a, you have to wait a little bit as they, they live life make more music and come back. Yep. I'm not really used, I'm still not used to this like dropping an album every month, yeah, or every year. It's so quick. It's so quick. I miss those days waiting. I mean, and I guess it shows my age, but like I, <laughs> I miss those days waiting to get an album, opening it up, reading the liner notes, waiting four years for another album to drop from Usher or Brandy or Monica, you know, like, yeah. so it's, but, you know, you have, and again, you have to move with the times, right? And so people, so I think right now it's more so like dropping singles and then dropping EPs and the, the album. But, you know, I think there, there's there's artists out here that's doing amazing things that are bringing back that like, oh, wow, you are developed. Like you are, you know, like her. Obviously we've seen she, oh since she was 10. Like her is like one of those artists, uh, Giveon, um, Loot Lucky Day. You know, artists like those in the live performances. That's yeah. I know. That's when I'm judging people. Oh yeah, you have to, and that's and that's with any artist. Yeah. If you can't perform your own record, it's like okay. Yeah. You know, so I look to those artists and that you know Snow Allegra. Um, a lot of those artists that's really just like you know they are practicing in their craft and being developed, and you know I I, I love it. So I don't think. A lot of people were like, R&B is dead. It's not. It's never been dead. No, never. It's always been I here. That expression. R &B. I hate it. I was just like, it's just that it's not on mainstream radio. There's been it's, amazing artists this whole yeah. time. It's a plethora of R&B artists. You know, it's, we've always been here, always been dropping great music, but you mm -hmm. don't want to kind of, a lot of times you don't want to hear R&B from black artists. That's the next thing. <laughs> you know, you want to hear from someone that doesn't look like us. And so then you you rebrand it and make it poppy kind of thing. And it's like, wait, but that's just R&B, but it's just not a black artist. So that too, you know, there's so many things that goes into it. But R&B has always been here. And it's, it's I so many great R&B artists that's been here. So I, I, I hate that expression, R&B, that it's not. Definitely. But I'm hoping maybe labels, somebody will hear this and they will start sending their... their <laughs> their um, artists to the vocal box because the voice box, yes. Voice box, sorry. Mm -hmm. Because they're doing things right. Even like also adding in the mental component of it, the therapy is so important. Yeah. But I find a lot of artists, they're just unfortunately they're not prepared. Even like I said, the live performances. Like we even seen it this past um week with the verses, even though it's it's hip hop. Yeah. You see the locks that were with Bad Boy. You saw how they're able to entertain the audience, the yep. the breath control, yep. performing, being entertainers and not being yep. tired, and then advocates for mental health and also advocates for like just being healthy eating, 
Yeah. You know, they, the Styles and Styles and Jada got juice bars. Yep. You know, so that that's I, I'm glad you brought that up. It's not only relegated to R and B artists, it's mm-hmm. artists in general. And, you know, exactly like you can tell the locks these are these are artists that used to wear the whole shiny suits kind of thing and yep. the bad boy thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they and you know, but they was hood though, but they were still doing that because Puffy trained them yeah. how to entertain. And, you know, Puffy trained them how to be on stage, how to, you know, manage the crowd. And that was like a masterclass. Yep. That was a masterclass between, you know, Jada, I mean, and, and Styles. And then you you look at Dip Dipset, you know, while while they have music that shifted the culture, right? Like a lot of people say, like, you know, uh, Dipset, Dip that's yeah. the national anthem, but it's and like. Everybody goes and they lean. Think back, you know. But you saw that they were lacking in other things. And it's just like, and then obviously the locks are brothers. They grew up together. They never shifted in their relationship. They've always been together. And it showed the the, the cohesiveness, the, it showed, it just showed. And so um, it's not only to R&B artists, it's to artists in general. Like, how are you being developed? (laughs) Again, it's not only, you know, so yeah, I think that's so important. And um I'm excited, like I, you know, especially once you know the artist and the voice box starts popping off. It's like, yeah, you know. No, I think it's definitely gonna happen. I think you all are ahead of your time, and I hope more people catch on. Yeah. So that it's a bigger thing. So hopefully, like I said, labels reach out, artists get to go, and they get to go through that process because it's so important. But I do want to touch on uh, your EP that you released last year. Yes. Um, because it was amazing. Even <laughs> Thank though you. Only an EP is four tracks, but it's a great body of work. And I love the cover. Oh, thank you. That was actually designed by one of the artists who's like freaking amazing in the voice box Nico with my vocal coach okay. Kayla they kind of came together and designed the, the cover so well shout out to Nico because yes. uh, yeah both of them really- and the the picture was done by my friend Chanel Andron he's a fashion photographer so everybody came together and did the cover it was you I know so it. thank you but thank yes so let's talk about foundation because I feel like this was super personal that you put on there and I know you're still getting used to you know being vulnerable and like you know putting yourself out there so how was the process to do that I know you talked about um one of the songs but like how was the process of getting everything together um so foundation I feel like I had so from my first EP my first EP was released in 2015 and then I think foundation is just like laying the foundation for more where I am now and just who I am as an artist and um, uh, what where I want to go. Foundation, the songs were not all done together. Okay. Um, they were done over the course of a year. I mean, it was done, all the songs were written over the course of a year. And um, why it is more vulnerable because this is the first... Well, it's one of my second projects, but <laughs> this is the first time that I had, I sang songs that I didn't write. Okay. You know, like I said, so that was very, I, I don't, I don't want to say hard for me, but kind of hard for me. Cause my first EP, I wrote every song on my first EP. Um, so that, you know, and so this, this time I was like, you know what? I want to, 
um, bring some, you know, some other writers, some other ears into it and um, things, you know, sometimes you have things to say that sometimes you may not be able uh, to, to write in a certain way. And you have to uh, be okay with that. And, you know, one of my friends, Luna, she always says, we're here to service the music. It's not about your ego. And so, you know, I had to think about that. And Pretty Girls Cry, you know, was not written by me. But I I told, you know, my friend Demetrius Lane, shout out to him, who's also an artist. I told him what I wanted to talk about. And, you know, we had a long conversation. You know, them them car rides, when they said therapy, it'd be real. So we were in the car. We we're talking about, I was talking to him about just like, you know, people feel like I'm just... Like, I have this great life because, you know, they look at me, she's so pretty, uh, you know, I dress nice and my social media looking popping, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's just a strong woman, strong black woman, black girl magic. And I'm like, you know, I go through so, so much and I wish people would just not think that life is easy because I'm pretty. Right? Like, I, that's... That's why that song is so relatable. Yeah. It's beautiful it's, because so many of us as women go through that because... Yeah. You know, we have to put on that face like I'm strong mm -hmm. or I don't want to be that person that's always asking for help. Yes. Boo -boo, mm -hmm. Like playing victim. So we we're always looked at as strong. And of course, we always have to keep like, you know, our, our face and our hair and our nails yeah. and it look good. But like underneath that, who we really are, we're going through some stuff here. Going through some stuff. And I and I was like, you know, I want you to write a song for me like this. I don't know how to say it. Like, you know, I've been through, you know, it's a pretty person and there is pretty privilege like i'm not i'm not going to discount that but there are also people overlook things that you may be going through like i would never think you're going through that because you're you know it's like yeah i am um so pretty girls cry and when he came back to me i was like wow this is amazing and we we did that we went to the studio did that in one take it was one day went to the studio it, i didn't have to go back many times it was a, a great session and um um the song like this is the kind of sound you know i want to keep making you know pretty girls cry and those type of you know kind of ambiance kind of thing and so i love pretty girls cry and i i felt like it was the, the best track to open the ep with you no, know, it's, like, it's, a, it's a good track, but I really, one take, that's amazing. Yeah, we didn't, because, I mean, Testify, I did, I had to go, I did Testify three sessions, three different sessions, and that's because it was recorded during, literally during the pandemic. That was the last song that was added to the, um, the, EP. the EP. So it was during the pandemic, and I recorded, like, I had to go back three times, wasn't really um, satisfied with how it was sounding, so I kept going back, I kept going back, but. Pretty Girls Cry, I did it one session, you know, and did it in four hours, you know. It was a regular session. It wasn't mm -hmm. something I had to go back to keep doing. Um, and so I, I felt like, wow. Because, you know, I, 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 felt it so, I felt it so much. And, um, you know, Demetri was great, you know, in the studio with me. And um, so we did that. And uh, Come Correct was actually created during boot camp. Oh, wow. And that was the that's the first single you released off. The yes, that was the first single I released. It was the created drum boot camp. Um I did come correct the I was like I chose that beat because we, you know, you get a bunch of beats to choose from. Like, you know, I want to do something people would never think I would do. Okay. Like everyone thinks I'm just like, you know, everyone expects pretty girls cry from me. No one really expects a come correct kind of talk kind of thing. And I was like, you know, I want to do this and I know I want to rap. <laughs> so the 
but the it's good though because for me like I didn't know previous work so this was all new to me so when I heard come correct I was like oh okay like <laughs> I'm just jumping on board like as a new fan so that's yeah I didn't know that was something that would be different for you yes very different for me I you know I mean I always, first of all I love hip-hop like Mm-hmm. You know, I low key. I, my my <laughs> my friends and my cousins they always call me. You're a bird. Like I'm like whatever. Because <laughs> whatever. But I love like I you. While I love the Lord, I do <laughs> love me some hip hop. You know, I'm a big DMX fan. Like I love Nas. I love Jay Z. I love J Cole. I love I love good hip hop. Right, and I love it because you know those artists. Good rappers are what singers. There's so much we can learn from rappers and singers as far as being vulnerable and putting your heart on the page, and they do that. And when you and when they rap and you hear a song, you're like, "Yo, I I feel this." Like it's not even like I know where you're coming from. Like you may be in a different way, but I feel your pain. Like that's why DMX's first album spoke to me so much when I was twelve. Yeah, right. Like I've never been in the streets. I've never, but his pain matched mine. And his his him talking about what he's been through at the time, it was like, wow, this is something I can listen to every day yeah. in the summer, right? So I love hip hop for that, you know, just for that. And um I like, yeah, I wanna rap, but I wanna rap, it was so corny. Clearly that's not my calling. And so um my vocal coach's brother, who's an artist, shout out to Absol the Great. He um, ended up writing a rap for me. Um and I, I was like, wow, this is cool, you know. So <laughs> Um, so comfort was really fun to do. It was just like, this is what I want and I'm going to sing and I'm going to be kind of cool, you know, fun about it. And, um, so a lot of times my, my friends be like, girl, you wrote a whole song called Come Correct. Make sure these dudes come in correct. Like you wrote this, right? And so no. that was made during boot camp. And so that was like, this has to be added to the EP because this is just like, Something new, you know, this is where I am, foundational, foundationally wise. And I was like, I had to add that. Um, and another heartbreak, that's classic Marlene. That's, if you listen to my first EP, that's kind of like classic who I am. Just, I love, I love a good, like, 90s R&B vibe. Um, I, I was raised on that. So, you know, I think I'll always have an R&B kind of song, 90s R&B kind of song on any project I do. Because that's what I was raised on. And you can never go wrong. Never. Really, and so um, those four songs—they just—they they they matched so well on together. Even they were not—it was not like you know most albums. You sit down, and you sequence it, and you want it to be like this is gonna tell a story. But it end crazily. Those four songs ended up going perfectly together on the EP, and so oh, this is my foundation. I think I think it's the the each song can tell you where I can go. Yeah, you know. If if I wanted to be this, I can be this. I can be that. This isn't this is my foundation. I can really do anything, as far as when it comes to music. And I think we should we shouldn't limit ourselves, um, as artists. And um, but you know R and B is always my core. So, you know, Testify was great because you know it's a like gospel R and B kind of vibe, um, and God is always going to be my a part of my foundation. So, you know, and I, I was really really. Um, I was really afraid that I wouldn't be able to release the, uh, the EP. So many things were happening during that year, obviously, okay. during the pandemic. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to release it because that was like one of my major goals when the year started. And then the pandemic started. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get back to the studio? You know, things are shut down. And they slowly started to say, okay, you can come, but you got uh, two people 
at max, you got to do this and all those things, yeah. right? All the restrictions, right? And so um, when the day it released, I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, because I haven't released music in so long and I'm like, how are people going to react to it? But at the end of the day, I was proud of myself that I did it and that it's, it's out there and the only way to go from here is up and create more music you know so mm -hmm. that's what I'm working on now new music and um it's just an exciting time and um foundation is always gonna be special to me I think each one of my projects is special to me like a girl I used to know you guys check that out too um you know that was a very special time for me um because I, I I wrote all those songs and those are my babies and I'm just like wow I've really grown from then. And so um, that and foundation is great. That's what it is, like you get to see who Marlene was at those certain points in time. Yeah. And I feel like with foundation, we see like where you are now or in 2020, but like different sides of you because yeah. the records are different. Like you said, like testify is more the gospel. And like you said, you love the Lord, you know? <laughs> so we see that side. We know like you're a hip hop fan. You know, and you're setting up those boundaries too for guys. Like, come correct. Yeah, and that's like a great, another great check for women. Yeah, to kind of you know raise those standards and yeah. make sure like guys are coming to us correctly yeah. in the way that we want to be. You know, mm -hmm. step to and and treated and things like that. So I think we see those different sides of what makes up Marlene. Yeah, it, it's 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 a fun it's a fun EP, and I I, I enjoyed. Uh, the process i enjoyed making it releasing it um i'm enjoying right now still pushing it right like mm -hmm. i just released two uh live performances i did another heartbreak uh acoustic and i did test i just put out testify so you know i'm still pushing pushing the ep still working it you know because it may be people know it but there's someone else that don't know it yet and so i'm still gonna always push it until news comes and um those songs, I, I can sing those songs any day, you know, any day of the, the week. So, um, and I and I really did like another heartbreak. I think another heartbreak may be my favorite song. I don't know, it may be, but I love all of them. But another heartbreak is uh, it's just, I think to me that was kind of vulnerable too. Like you know, I, I want you, but I can't. I can't do this right now. No heartbreaks, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, every day it changes. Like today is another heartbreak. Tomorrow is pretty cry. So, but I think that's what it would be like to me. Like there, there will be days where I'll play like a certain track more than the other. Not to say that I don't like the other track. It's yeah. This day, this is what I'm feeling. You know, right, right. I'm attracted to because, like I said, it's like different songs. They're not all over the place. They mesh well together. But some days, like yeah, some days you're, you know. Yeah. But it's done so well. So I know you said like that was your goal to release yeah. that EP and it, it came together. Yes. It should have. So what are your upcoming goals? So my upcoming goals is I want to do release singles. Like I, I don't think I'm going to do like another like EP per mm -hmm. se. I think I'm going to go the single route. So that's my next goal is to release a single by the end of the year or top of 2022. Um, definitely, um, you know, continue to work on my crafts. Um, so every time I get on stage, you can tell the difference and I can, you know, like, wow, she's getting better and better. So, you know, still working on my craft. Um, I mean, I want to put this out there because I, one of my major goals that I want to do, but it's like money. <laughs> I want to do a visual for Pretty Girls Cry. Okay. 
Um, I really do want to do a visuals for Pretty Girls Cry. And I think it will be amazing. Um, I kind of have the idea in my head. So I need to sit down and kind of map it out. But definitely, I think putting it out there, you never know. Like, yeah. you know, somebody knows somebody that knows yeah. somebody, you know? Yeah. And if people, like, listen to the song and they're feeling it, like, things will just come together. Come together, yeah, for so sure. You just have to, like, put it out there. Put it out, yeah. You want, and then things start coming your way. Mm-hmm, Yeah. I really do want to do a visual for Pretty Girls Cry, like a video, like, you know, and I, I think yeah. that would be amazing. And it'll be big. I think it'll be huge, you know. I did, the, I did the live performance of two songs. And I think that I think that song deserves a video. You know, it's just that kind of song, that kind of vibe. Um, yeah, so that's what I wanted. Just one of my major goals to do a visual for Pretty Girls Cry, and obviously, just you know, new music. Um, I do have a project coming out. I was in a play two years ago. Oh, okay. Look out for that. But it's, it's, so the, the director, she's doing a dreamer series. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, it's a documentary actually. So all, most of the, um, the actors in the play, we kind of came together, documentary style. We talked, so we talk about what it takes to be a dreamer. Cause that was the name of the play. The play was called, uh, Joseph the Dreamer. It was a biblical play. So it's basically, it hmm? Where, like where will that be? Like so, that's gonna be released on YouTube. I'm gonna definitely release it. Put you know, showcase it on my page. And basically, every week she's gonna be dropping like day one, day two. Acting oh, it's for people that are dreamers, people that are going after their dreams. And we just kind of just all we all came together and we give different advice about what it takes to go after your dreams, what our ups and what we go through, our challenges, what we do. And um, I think it's great to so, so people to kind of see other people doing what they may want to do. So it's, it's singers, you have actors, you have designers, um, business entrepreneurs, and we just like give advice about coming from our experience. So people can watch that. And that's coming out, I think, so August, maybe September, she'll, we'll drop it, but I definitely will let everybody know on my page about when that's going to drop. And that's another project that's dropping soon. So that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I can't wait to see that because I think that's really good. And it's another way too to motivate people yeah. around you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that sounds like like an amazing like project. Yeah, she's dope. And I can't wait for Pretty Girls Cry video. I'm already saying it is happening. It is happening. <laughs> and of course, all the new music that is coming out. Yes. I you. So I'm excited for you. Always supporting you. Thank you. Love you know, that means the world. Thank you so much, Arena. Of course. So I do want to play a little bit of R&B trivia. So I have some questions. Yes. So we're going to see if these are just super easy <laughs> or not. So I have about like, I think, seven questions. Okay. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, the first one. Oh, this I think is pretty easy for you, but we'll see. <laughs> Which singer is known as the queen of hip hop soul? Ah, uh, that's Mary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next question. This is kind of tricky. Okay. Where did Usher grow up? Is it A, Dallas, Texas? B, Chattanooga, Tennessee? C, Atlanta, Georgia? Or D, Houston, Texas? It's very tricky. It's either. Tennessee or Atlanta. Um, I'm going to go with Atlanta. It was Tennessee? Yes. He yeah. raised in Chattanooga. Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. And then he was born in Dallas, Texas. So I was just like, what? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, okay. 
This one should be easy. The original members of Destiny's Child included which of these singers? Is it A, Solange Knowles, B, Farrah Franklin, C, Latoya Luckett, or D, Michelle Williams? Latoya Luckett. Correct. Okay, next question. What is the name of Mariah Carey's first single? Child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that one. Um, what was it? I yet to have somebody answer this correctly. It's so crazy. So the first single from Mariah Carey is called Vision of Love. Vision of Love. Wow. Didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Now I know. (laughs) Okay. Next question. How many Grammy Awards did Lauryn Hill win for the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill album? Is it? Oh. Okay. (laughs) Got it. So yeah. B. Five. (laughs) That's my girl too. See, that's good. I probably would have gotten that question wrong. If I had one of the, the answers as like six, I probably would have thought it was six. Six? No, it's fine. Yeah. She was the first one. Exactly. Okay. Um, The singers Coco, Taj, and Lily are a part of which R&B girl group? SWV. Bam. Got it. <laughs> and then uh, this is the last question. Which television show was singer... Brandy, not a part of. Is it mm. A, The Game, B, Moesha, C, Zoe Ever After, or D, Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Hang on, Mr. Cooper? Correct. Yeah, I'm, again, I don't even know she was in Zoe Ever After. What, what, what is that? Yeah, it was a show. She was like the lead. It was on BET for like one season. Really? Yeah, I think like, I can't remember the basis of it, but I think like, she had she was supposed to get married, but it didn't happen. And then she was like looking for love and like mm. she had her own company. But yeah, it was only right. for like it one season and get picked up. Okay. Yeah. So okay. But not bad. You only got um two wrong. Yeah. Out of the seven questions. So that's dope. You know your R and B. I try. So I want to thank you so much for coming on Total R&B today and talking with me. Um, Let everybody know what they could, well, where they could follow you and then also where they can listen to your music. Okay. So you can find me on IG as I, Marlene Victoria, M-A-R-L-E-N-E-B-I-C-T-O-R-I-A. I'm Marlene Victoria. Twitter, just Marlene Victoria. Those are my two main social media um platforms i use you can find my music on all um digital streaming platforms so apple music spotify amazon music um title i'm there youtube i'm there and um you know my youtube page miss marlene victoria i have my live performances there um but yeah mostly find a lot of the things i'm doing on ig so yeah perfect Everybody, please follow her. Please support her. Even typing her name up in Google, it will all pop up. She is official. <laughs> okay. Uh, Google you. me, baby. Definitely Google pops up. Her picture is there looking fly. So definitely support her, please. Lift her up. Stream her music. Purchase Thank her you. music. All the new things that are coming up in September. We have a documentary that's coming up. The Pretty Girls Cry video is definitely coming out soon. If you are a videographer or a director and all those things, hit her up on social media. Let's make this happen. Thank you, Marlene, so much for this. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you so much.